I'm Osher Ginsberg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start. On our bachelor. Welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, a Bachelor Australia podcast that asks the question, Xavier, who on earth is this person sitting to your right? And is it the return of Kelly? How did you know I was sitting to his right? Because we've been on screen share. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to <laughs> set it up, but yeah, yeah, come on, they don't need to know that. <laughs> Ladies and jelly beans. <laughs> Kelly beans. Oh Kelly my goodness. Beans. There it is. It's the return Proudly of presenting Kelly. the return of one of the top three hosts of this podcast. You might know her as the co-hostess with the mo-hostess. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one and only Kelly Don Helmrich. Kelly, back, welcome bitches. back. We've missed you. What's your like walk on music? Like if you're oh, a wrestler or um, something. Oh, uh, I mean, you have in a band. <laughs> you have walk on music. <laughs> oh, we you do, use every but time. that's you know that's TikTok by Kesha. Mm. But that's um, the band. If it was just you, <laughs> what's that song that's like Cold Hard Bitch? But did a banana game. Oh, Cold Hard Bitch by Jet. Yeah, by Jet. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think yeah. if you could slot that in, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think mine would be um, Roll Over DJ by Jet. <laughs> <laughs> Which Jet song are you, Max? Uh, uh, do you know in year eight I got bullied at school because they made me oh. sing Move On by Jet at Assembly and I sang it oh. and it was terrible. And Wait, who made you do this? Oh, uh, the music team. The, like, the music team. The music teachers were like, oh, well, we need you to sing at the Assembly um, and your song is Move On by Jet. And I still remember it. And oh. the, you know the one that goes, yeah, you're going to have to move on. Before we oh. meet again. Which, in hindsight, it's not a very nice lyric. No, I don't remember it. Keep going. I think, though, what you need to do um, to get over that, Max, is to move on. Oh. Mm. Well, it's interesting. I actually have moved on um, in <laughs> in the years since. There's been this... Have you guys... Are you guys up to speed with this god-awful country band that's been recording in my house? No. You're in a country band? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this whole country band that's been recording at my house. Um just sort of soundtracking incidental things that have been going on in my life, stuff I've been excited about. And one thing that I've been bringing up with them recently is this whole notion of Kelly coming back on the podcast. And I got home today oh and my God. this happened. <laughs> Well, it's the return of Kelly. Return of Kelly. Strap on your free bike and play it to the telly. Return of Kelly. I thought we already played it. <laughs> 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 oh my, my 
my god. That was a good spot to put it earlier, but that's fine. Well, that's fine. We can actually, do you know what? We've done both here. Well, now we're going to have oh, to yeah. play it a third time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I am speechless about this song. Oh, y- what is it that left you speechless, Kelly? For one thing, on the one listen that we had of it, a little bit hard to make out the words. Uh, something about a feedback? Yeah. Yep. Do you want to clarify that for us at all? Oh, yeah. Um, or well, does anyone from this country band maybe want to weigh in? Are they around? Yeah, could you ask them? Maybe? Just pass the mic over? Yeah, let me see if Shooter's available. Shooter! Shooter! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shooter, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for the song. Oh, I really yeah. appreciate it. It's yeah, it's shooter. Wow. I just wanted to ask one question about it because I think you mentioned was it strapping on a, a feed bag? Yep, strap on the feed bag and uh, I head for the, the telly. Right. So oh, the telly like yeah. television. Oh, the telly. It uh, runs with Kelly. telly. Yep. Yeah, that that yeah. So are you uh, well versed in in strapping on a variety of things, shooter? Is this you know um, something that is in a lot of your songs? I've or? strapped yeah. on once or twice in my life. I'll tell you. Mm. I can kind of tell that by yeah. your voice. I don't know. I don't know how. It's so funny. We've just met shooter, and I love having a guest on the show because it means we can really get to understand <laughs> someone. But I really feel like in this short time, I've really come to know you, shooter. Well, it's like my catchphrase always says, bang. Huh. Yeah. And just like that, he's gone out with a bang. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because before that segment, Shooter, I hardly did he he leave, Max? Sorry, I didn't catch that. Well, it's the return of Shooter. (laughs) Oh, he's back! (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We should say, by the way, just for clarity and in case anyone's at all confused. He's done a murder and grabbed the computer. The return of Shooter. Wow, and it rhymes. Just like crimes (laughs) that he's done. Hello. Just wanted to clear something up for listeners. Uh, Max Quinn is one of the other people, and the other one is me, Zavi. Hello. <laughs> oh yeah. They, uh, they've had enough of you both. This <laughs> is that's it's true. Time to talk about me. Have you been talking about me while I've been gone? I haven't been listening. I am shocked <laughs> to hear that you haven't heard. <laughs> you haven't heard the last six episodes of the Kelly Cast? Only <laughs> because I've been simply. Uh, too upset to listen because I missed you so much. Oh, it would, mm, it would that's hurt my heart. A wow. strong yeah. reason. That's very believable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have been talking about you um, near constantly. Good. Uh, mostly good things, but mm. you know. But anyway, um, <laughs> I know. Do you want to fill in any of the gaps that we might have missed, like stuff that you've been up to over the last uh, however long it's been? Do you have any questions? What have you covered? Um, we talked a lot about how many times you fought per day. Oh, really? <laughs> Isn't that believable? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I mean, you'd know. Mm, I can't really remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't really remember. <laughs> but you've been on tour, right? I have been on tour in a million different places. Mm-hmm. Um, nowhere where I think there's been like a batchy finale, unless they've like mm. had a sneaky one in like Manchester <laughs> that we don't know about. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went to the UK, we went to Europe, and I'm in a big part of why I had to miss out on the podcast. Uh, I had in all intentions of joining in, but you can't stream it yeah. outside of Australia. Yeah. It is impossible. 
Uh, Network 10, get on it, fix it up. But I've been reading spoilers on, on <laughs> Mamma Mia. Well, that's good. <laughs> Have you, in your travels, because I know traveling is such a great way to learn about the world around us. Mm, yeah, I've seen uh, the inside of a van, a pub, someone's living room, <laughs> van, yeah. pub. So did any of living these repeat, repeat. teach you anything that you can share with us and our lovely listeners oh my about God, I- the languages of love or the world of romance. I, <laughs> I wish that I had something <laughs> funny to tell you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, that's cool. I mean, I went to Paris. Oh, la la, the city of lights. It's the city of... Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Um, and La Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, do you know about Xavier's date? The Ratatouille day? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Xavier is extremely online. I know about Xavier's Ratatouille It's like how um, uh, just before doing the podcast, you guys were like, do we mention (laughs) that you've been sick? Do you want people to know? And I'm like, everyone... I'm extremely online. Yes, <laughs> Everyone been sick, I've been sick. And you already know. Yeah, I have posted about it every single day. <laughs> but I've been locked up in my room, so I've had lots of time to catch up on mm. The Bachelor. And oh my God, it's getting uh, not so... G- I'm pretty bored with it. Yeah. Something big has got to happen soon because I'm over it. Yeah. I'm there's bored. A, there's a couple big events on these episodes. We saw um, the second shortest episode of the season, followed by the second longest episode Ooh. of the season. Love it. Don't we love just some stats up front yeah. on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there was a handful of things like keeping my interest afloat during these episodes. Max, what, what, did, what was your impression of these? Look, I thought that the first episode was a whole lot of nothing and it was deservedly short for, uh, mm. for a reason. Um, and mm. then I tell you what, that second episode was a real... Look, it was a real heartbreaker. It was mm. kind of mean to Cass, I think, and lots of the rumors and some of the public appearances that have followed her stint on the show oh, have... yeah. yeah. Mm, I don't know. I got some questions about it. Yeah. yeah. little uncomfortable, uh, certainly right at the end. It has been a pretty big week in Bachelor. I reckon maybe we ought to just jump into the recap and see what kind of interesting topics it brings up along the way. Why are we whispering? Shh. What? It's The Bachelor Australia Season 6, Episode 13. Oh, it feels good. All right. Uh, Group date. We just start on a group date. That's just how the show works. You're just going to have to get used to it. I'm used to it. All right. you're Kelly, you're this. not on board with Xavier's many gripes about the structure of the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have a long episode <laughs> ahead of you. Uh, we open on the Manhattan Super Bowl, um, a bowling alley that you might remember from Guy Sebastian's Mind on You music video. Is it in Brunswick? Because it says Brunswick on the thing. Where I'm is pretty it? sure Sydney? it's in Sydney. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I thought we could go on like a. a go- oh, wouldn't that we be could fun? Go and get some- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a famous bowling alley from this one Bachelor episode and that Guy Sebastian video from last year. Well, I, you know what? I was so excited. We stayed at this hotel that like one of the, um, like this was last year. It was like Maddie J, maybe mm. even two years ago. <laughs> they stayed at a hotel in Chinatown in Sydney and we mm. stayed there as a band. Oh. And they made it look so lush in the episode, and it was so not when yeah. we stayed there. <laughs> and I would, I would be keen to see the bowl. Max, you're going to have to go to the bowling alley and let us know. Look, yep. I'll go to the bolo. 
chuck down a few of the uh, the rollies. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, it is. Uh, it's all done up in like fifties theming. This bowling alley, uh, and it's a fifties themed date, uh, which means that there's some really disastrous, like old timey rock and roll music playing in the background. Mm. A lot of pianos and shit. Uh, plus, Nick is quote all dressed up like a pet lizard. <laughs> I, I would advise against dressing up your pet lizards because it's really hard to get the clothes for them, <laughs> all the wrong sizes and stuff. Um, and he says he's apparently gone from Nick to Chachi the bowling fanatic. <laughs> he's really going all in. Um, he's got this little haircut and stuff. What do you guys? Think? I was just I was just wondering how long it would have taken like the producers and the and the team to get him to dress like that. Oh, I, I feel wonder, like yeah. he would have been so off it. I don't mm. know, like mm. doing his hair like that. Mm. I don't know. That's all I was thinking. How this did they convince a- him to do? <laughs> This is a man who has posted mm, four times about the show on social media. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And has recently fled the country. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You heard a rumor about this, right, Max? Yeah. So, uh, the rumor that I have heard is that Nick is on his way to Papua New Guinea right now to avoid any... Right now? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To avoid any potential clap back uh, from the series finale that ends this week. So... Potentially uh, someone or maybe a couple of people are in for some real serious heartbreak at the end of this. Mm. And we are not, we're not ignoring the rumors that are surrounding around, you know, the end of this series. We're going to be talking about them a little bit later. So if you've heard, if you have some, you know, hint or clue as to what might be happening, we will get to that as well. But meanwhile, I think like, we're probably going to get into this. I don't know. But with uh, me, uh, Watching so many episodes all at once, I guess what I found uh, about Nick is that he doesn't. I was thinking about how I'm not really feeling Nick, right? I'm like not there. I'm not believing what he was saying. I don't believe that he loves any of the girls. Mm. Like I'm just not there with him. And I think that he's not there either. Mm. So these rumors of him like maybe yeah, breaking a bunch of people's hearts, mm. fleeing the country. Like, the fact that he's not posting about it on Instagram kind of, like, reinforces that yeah. overall vibe that maybe he's not into it. Yeah. It's certainly, like, some of these rumours um, are feeling a lot more plausible now than they might have done a few weeks yeah, ago. I don't know. Are you guys picking up on that, too? Like, how do you? how are you guys feeling about The Bachelor? Yeah. So, I have a question about this. Do you think that at any point... The Bachelor has shown that he has a real capacity to have or give love or even a desire f- to find love through this season past what he says in confessionals. No. I agree. No. I mean, he hasn't really shown it. You're right. We've seen some, some spice. Some sure. Like, he can be flirty. He can he, be fun. I don't even know if he's that flirty. Mm. Like, he can he can make out and he can mm. touch bums. We'll get to that. <laughs> but, like... Beyond that, but like maybe that's yeah. I mean, maybe that's why he's never found love before. He's mm. not open to it. Mm. You gotta love yourself. <laughs> I'm so glad we have you back, Kelly. <laughs> before you can love someone else, do you think he loves himself? I wonder. Let's ask him. I'll call him up. Yeah, cool. Meantime. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so, Max. To mm. answer your question. Nick is soon joined by the final six, as well as a pretty cool dude by the name of Osher Ginsberg. Who posted a sexy Instagram pic yesterday. Mm. Shall we talk about it? Or I mean, like, what's his reading? He's Listeners, on the beach. Go check He's it out. Got, yeah, yeah, go check it out. He's shirtless. He looks 
hot. Mint. Mint lush. Yeah. Uh, Usher introduces us to the theme of this date. Um, he says, some might say it was a simpler time. Maybe not so much a perfect time. Oh, <laughs> I kind of like I mean, he's like treading around it a little. But he's like, in the 1950s, we're not going to get into it right now. But it's a, <laughs> it's a bit of a whole thing. Um, Britt says Nick's 50s hairdo makes him look like Chewy the alpaca. And then we're showing a clip of one of the alpacas from episode three. <laughs> and he does look similar. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, in my opinion, I think this is a pretty fun concept for a group date. Uh, you, you, you know, bowling a strike will get the women bonus time with Nick. But as soon as somebody else bowls a strike, they get to take over. So you get this like musical chair sort of rotating thing. I just think it's a good vehicle for everybody. There's a lot of laughs on this date. Um, it's a good showcase for Nick, who I think is really excelling in like physical comedy. And I, I think mm. this is his forte, much like on the ballet date where you saw him sort of prancing around and stuff. But, you know, this time he's doing little victory dances and he does a lot of stretching in funny ways and that sort of thing. I, I just think it's like we should highlight the moments where he is at least performing his duties in a, is, as an entertainer on TV. You know what I mean? Oh, he's entertaining. Mm. I just want a love story. Mm. Um, we also get some narration from Dasha, um, which is delivered entirely in voiceover, where she says, I love taking my son bowling. It just reminds me of my son. I miss him so much. And so we're planting the seeds for this uh, yeah. um, pretty early and pretty obviously, I would say. Like, this is not... I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to talk to you guys about this Dasha thing because it's like, it hasn't seemed like an issue up until this episode at all mm. that she's left her son. Um, which obviously, like, you can imagine it would be having a toll on her. Um, but the fact that it comes up seemingly out of nowhere on this episode gets mentioned a couple of times and then that's the reason she leaves. Well, I don't know. I went away and I left my two sons. You and <laughs> oh And to be honest, I loved it. Oh. <laughs> you loved it. That's not the lesson. <laughs> Sorry. Well. <laughs> I do have a point of comparison to make to the seasons with Sam Wood and Alex Nation where... If Sasha, Dasha, sorry, if Dasha was going to be a winner, going to be even anywhere towards the final three, that child would have been a bone of contention over and over and over again, as it was for Snezana and it was right. for Alex, Alex Nation. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. very true. Mm. Well, I, I still like this date. It's a good spotlight for everyone else, too. Like, Britt has this funny in the moment where she talks about averaging one strike per decade of her life. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. It's pretty good. I did enjoy Britt in this episode. I feel like she had a lot of good one-liners. Mm. Um, Brooke as well, when they were in the backseat of the car. Am I jumping ahead? Yes. <laughs> You're nodding at me. Yeah. I wish you would read my notes, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll let you do it. Okay, so <laughs> Brooke gets the first strike. <laughs> Uh, oh, it was right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know. I could have just skipped ahead, but I didn't. <laughs> um, Brooke gets the first strike, so she and Nick sit in their designated spot in the back seat of a 1950s convertible with the license plate. Go Nbolen. <laughs> Geo space N B O L N. Which I misread as Goblin. Last <laughs> time I watched it. <laughs> um, but they barely get a word in before Sophie scores the next strike. 
Um, and then Sophie sitting in the back seat of the car. There's this great moment where they cut to a TV screen that's in front of them, kind of like it's a drive-in movie or whatever. Um, but it's just showing the Bachelor logo. Mm. Uh, and Sophie, pre- you know, pretends it's a movie. She goes, "Oh, the Bachelor! I love the Bachelor!" And then Nick goes, "Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah." <laughs> like, <laughs> that was pretty cute. It's funny. Um, you skipped the part that I wanted to talk about. Oh, really? Which was when Brooke. Uh, he asked Brooke <laughs> the question. Um, like, where do you see, you know, the, f- the future or mm-hmm. something like that? And she went, oh, with you. <laughs> 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 oh, you mean like in the hypothetical with I you? I just, yeah, with you. <laughs> and I just loved that. So it was <laughs> just sick burn. And I feel like, I don't know. Kind of, I feel like sometimes Brooke and, and Nick uh, are, are such good friends. Mm. Um, and they have that... Um, uh, that stupid bachelor word, the chemistry <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they do because they both, uh, I feel like, are reluctant to get into like the vibe of the show that like lovey dovey yeah. kind of like. I don't think like I feel like they have the strongest connection not because they're in love with each other but because they're not taking it very seriously and they're kind of guarded when it comes to this sort of stuff. Yeah. They're a bit off it. They both similarly have a little bit of distance to between it. them and and, the and show. like. Yeah the whole premise of the show and I feel like that was kind of that showed it yeah. showed it off in that comment I loved that so much That's I feel really like I, missed it completely. I had been there <laughs> I'm like I have been I yeah. just saw myself yeah. <laughs> in that, what with oh, you with you oh with you <laughs> <laughs> loved it well anyway nothing actually really comes from that segment obviously it's a group day <laughs> they're all fucking pointless Osha <laughs> then gives the women their next challenge they are tasked with writing a letter to themselves 10 years in the future. No. Mm. It's a bit of a tall order. Max. It's like pretty classic batchy. Oh, are we going to do it? Xavier. <laughs> of course. If you had to write yourself a text. <laughs> a text. <laughs> for yourself 10 years in the future, what would you say? Mm. So we still got phones. Still got the same number in 10 years. That's pretty good. Mm, yeah. It's a good personal brand. Mm. Probably I've probably got one of your old phones that oh, yeah, doesn't work. hand me down. <laughs> um, I'd probably compliment myself on hanging on to the same phone number for 10 years. Um, well, we see a number of different approaches on this date. There's some people who do it quite seriously, some people who have like a more lighthearted approach. Yeah. I think I would probably lean towards the lighthearted side of things because I find it very difficult to like actually consider what my life will be like in even like a month, mm. uh, let alone 10 years. So, you know, I'd probably just uh, write a bunch of dumb shit, try and remind myself of some of the fun stuff I used to think was funny uh, back in 2018. Max? I've just texted uh, I've just texted it through to our group chat. So <laughs> if you want to... Did you really... Oh, my goodness. I didn't get it. <laughs> you didn't get it. It says, Dear Future Max, watch out for Shooter. And then it says, <laughs> Kind regard, Shooter. Oh, my God. Ah! What? I- no one asked me, but I think what I'd send is <laughs> <laughs> It hasn't been that long. <laughs> so anyway, moving on to the next segment. I would send myself um, the crazy ghost emoji. <laughs> or maybe the emoji with the... Um, Just one emoji. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a simple gal. Sure. You <laughs> sum it all um, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, I'd send I'm, myself a hot nude. Oh, hot okay. Nude. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, future, uh, past nude. I may say something like, uh, when Dear you look Future like Max, this? Uh, never forget that in the year 2018, Nick the Honey Badger Bachelor had an alpaca called Shuey. 
<laughs> I thought is it was it Chewy. Like Chewbacca. It's, did you say Shooey? I thought it's it was called, called Shooey. No, <laughs> oh. the Bachelor people don't know what a Shooey is. Do you reckon? I thought they might. I reckon. Mm. I so reckon. Next year's Bachelor is like all three Dune rats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No. Oh, dear. <laughs> I would just send the ghost emoji. It's, I feel like it could mean so many different things. <laughs> I'd get it too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ten years from now, you'd be like, I was on yep. something. I was on something. It's my favorite emoji. <laughs> Spooky ghost? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. Because it means if you don't know what to say to someone, just send the crazy ghost emoji. Mm. You know the one that's like. Of course well, we yeah. know. The one. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or the cheeky devil. Oh, oh you yeah. love that. Yeah, I do love that. I'm a little scared of the cheeky devil, if I'm being quite Well, honest. that's the thing. It's like, that's going to maybe... Not everyone can handle the cheeky devil. Everyone can handle the crazy ghost. What does it mean? No one knows. Perfect. Mm. I don't know if I've ever received a creepy... I mean, sorry. A crazy ghost emoji. No, the other one. Creepy devil. A cheeky devil. Yeah. Without oh being freaked out. That's like me in an emoji. I know. Oh, <laughs> do I freak you out? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, we they, as soon as they ask them to write these letters to themselves ten years in the future, we then sort of awkwardly cut directly to Dasha, who is crying. Um, she seems really upset, really emotional. She's being consoled by a producer, who very helpfully says, "Oh, you miss Leon. <laughs> like, thank you." <laughs> um, we linger on this for a few more moments before cutting to commercial. So we're like really laying the groundwork. For I this thought Dasha she thing. said that you missed the Kings of Leon. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're still around, aren't they? Just their old sound. <laughs> yeah. <what? laughs> I miss our shake, heartbreak, or whatever. Yeah. I think that's. There's really no redeeming come around sundown, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Max. Let's talk about it. Finally, we have a platform to discuss <laughs> the real issues. Um, yeah, so now the women have to read out their letters in front of the group and also on TV. And Cass is going first. Yikes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Cass is like the whole cast for this next two episodes. All I have to say is yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Just great big yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I, I am going to have to read some of this, unfortunately. She says, Dear Cass, you put it out into the universe that you were ready to meet your soulmate when yikes. you were 23. Yikes. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to say yikes at every... <laughs> Please, feel free. Uh, listeners, join in at home. <laughs> in your car or whatever. Uh, and the universe gave back to you by allowing that to happen. Yikes. You've been in a happy relationship for almost 10 years now. Yikes! <laughs> with <Finally> Jesus? <laughs> I think she's talking about with... Someone, mm. maybe Nick, we don't know. Um, you finally found that guy who made you feel like the happiest girl in the world. I mean, whatever. That's okay. That's but okay. Sh- then she starts crying and then Yikes. Nick comes up and gives her a hug. And then she says, you found the guy who is able to support you with your passions and you support him with his. <sighs> so, I mean, it could be worse. It We've c- definitely heard like more embarrassing declarations of love, more embarrassing like things contestants have written. Totally. But that like, you've been with the man for 10 years. Oh, mm. fucking yikes. Yeah. Like, and also I guess the other thing, like part of the, the theme of what she says here is like, she's really looking for someone to like support her and complete her life and that kind of thing. 
And like, I know we talk about this a fair bit on the podcast, but you don't need a relationship. You don't, you don't need a dude, no. you know, you're, you're perfectly fine. Thank you so much. I really needed to hear that. Yes. Baby. I was talking to you, Kelly. You're looking right at Max, me. Max, you do. You really do. do. Yeah. You yeah, need someone. Yeah. yeah. You need a man in your life. <laughs> it's Shooter. His name it's is Xavier. Xavier. <laughs> it's Shooter. It's really, you can, it's a 50-50 split. You, you have to pick one. <laughs> no, you know what? It's 2018. You can have both. Open-minded guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we sort of blazed through a few of these, but uh, blazed. We, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even read them out. They just rolled up a big doobie with them. And then <laughs> um, that is something that I could do, right? Write a letter to yourself uh-huh. and smoke it. Smoke it. <laughs> that is, I'd do that. Put that your pipe and smoke. Yeah, it. I'd yeah. do that. Um, but then we stop when Dasha, um, thinking about her son at age 15, causes her to well up and drop to the floor partway through her reading. Nick pushes her to keep going, and so she continues reading. She says, I'm proud of you, and I'll always be a number one fan. Uh, and in the moment, she says, at this point, I just miss my son, and I love him more than anything. And that just makes me question everything. and makes me think, what am I doing here? Mm. Now, she doesn't say this at the time. This is in an in-the-moment interview, which are typically filmed a little bit after, possibly after a conversation with a producer or something. I know I'm becoming such a big conspiracy theorist on this podcast, (laughs) but you can't help but ignore the subtle signs. Do you know what I thought was interesting was that when um, uh, Cass was getting emotional about her reading and it came up and hugged her, I don't know if you noticed, but Mm. he said, oh, you can stop if you want. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's like, you don't have to. It's all, it's all good. Huh. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I, right. I just watched it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then because I noticed with Dash, he's like... Keep, keep going. Keep going. And it's Make like, yourself with, more upset. Because he's like, you fucking yikes. Like, <laughs> yeah, wow. Isn't that interesting? I didn't pick up on that. I um, might be lying, but I'm... Oh, you might be lying. No, I, I think I definitely saw that. <laughs> you think you definitely saw that? Right, I'm good. like 91 <laughs> Really good to have you back, <laughs> The return of Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Britt goes next, and her letter is a lot lighter in tone. It's actually pretty funny, I think. Um, she says, you are happy and you are in love. That alone makes your life rich. The fact that the sex is still mind-blowing is just a bonus. <laughs> just a bonus. Oh! Hey! Hey, yo, whoa! How many boner jokes did you make while I was away? Hmm. Not enough. One. Not two. enough, you're right. <laughs> we really let our boner quotient slip. Right. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, the camera is zoomed into Nick, so you can't really tell who says it. But when Britt finishes reading her letter, you can really clearly hear somebody just say, Slay. <laughs> <laughs> when she finishes reading it, like, uh huh, oh yeah, girl, you said it, slay, like, <laughs> fucking hell. Um, well, I don't know. I, Nick ends up picking Brit for some extra time because everyone else was everyone else was scary. a bummer. Yeah, yeah. This was shit. She yeah. did it. She did a really good job of this. This is how mm-hmm. you do it. Yeah. It's how you also play to Nick because you do uh, something right. lighthearted and fun, totally. rather than be like, I'm desperately in love with you, or mm. I'm picturing my child in ten years and I hope he's not in prison, which is what I did from <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> It's almost like the game of this like date is, will you do what the producers want you to do or will you do what 
Nick will probably want you to do, you mm. know? It is smart of Brit. I think that she is learning. Like, I I, I saw a change in Brit um, from, like, kind of, I don't want to say it, but, like, catering her humour more towards Nick. Yeah. And, like, kind of knowing what to say to him mm. to get him on side. There's a few instances of that coming mm. up. Yeah. Smart. Um, pretty smart. Pretty smart. You know what else is smart? Here's a funny joke. Gas. Uh, gas. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, no, we hear Cass. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> whose name is Cass? Uh, she says a couple of times when she doesn't get picked, she says she's gutted. You know, like a gutter ball, like in bowling, like mm. a gut, like the gutters on the side. She's Yikes. gutted. Oh, really? Okay. Yikes. Yeah, I deserve that. <laughs> Um, so Nick invites Brit to quote get chocolatey with him at Max Brenner, and Twitter <laughs> lights up, and they're like, "Not another bath." Um, I'm not interested in going into detail on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict or like the boycotts of Max Brenner or anything on no? this podcast. I feel okay. like uh, there were other people who may be more informed on the subject, mm. such as you, Max. Uh, <laughs> yep, Max? that's right, me, Max Brenner. How's it going? <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for inviting me here on the podcast. Having a very nice time promoting my product. Now, you've come under a little controversy, Max. <laughs> yep. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's, be, yeah, let's talk right. about it. Let's go through it bit by bit. Um, mm, no. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye. All right. Gotta nice go. to meet you. Yeah. I love having a guest on the show because you really get guest. to know them, you know? Mm. I hardly... Max Brenner. Brenner. I hardly <laughs> know her. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> it did. I mean, it did remind me just like, uh, you know, I, I do some research and find out why it's a controversial thing or whatever. But it did remind me a little bit of the Lint Bath date, which took place like a year or maybe two years after the Sydney siege happened at oh the Lint Cafe. This is a fucking oh. conspiracy. Well, it's just like, you know, struggling chocolate brands who have like a... PR issue or something, or you know, want to rebuild oh, their Max, image in some way. Max Brenner have had this for that's true. Almost like a decade. Yeah, now. you're you're it's right. Not, it's, it's not, not yeah. new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I like this conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Read between the lines. <laughs> um, well, Nick and Britt enjoy some chocolate fondue, and they talk about hometowns. Britt says it's scary how easily I think you'll fit in. <laughs> Frightening stuff. Ah! <laughs> He's talking to my dad Just like it's his dad <laughs> I guess that would be kind of scary In like a fan- oh, yeah. hmm. You know how when you go on Pornhub Everyone's related these days <laughs> Yeah what the fuck's with that What's going on I feel like that's just this country. You know what I mean? Like, that's probably just Everyone's weird... related. That's Australia? Yeah, I wonder if it's like an Australian algorithm thing. Could be right. Oh, my God. What is going... This is taking a turn. I don't like this. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Britt and Nick, you know, they stare very deeply into each other's eyes and they share a very long kiss while Britt narrates... Thank you. Um, saying, I think we've got something pretty special and pretty rare, and I think we'll be perfect for Little each other. Little does she know. Yeah. He's been kissing all it's these pretty girls. pretty common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty well done. <laughs> um, so we cut to Nick at the Macquarie Ice Rink for the final single date. I've been there. 
Have you? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Um, it's cold. Oh, too cold? <laughs> no, not too cold. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was icy. Mm. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we watched Nick warming up on the ice for a bit, and then he falls through because <laughs> he warms it up too much. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, he's then joined by Sophie, who we learn used to do ice skating as a school sport. Um, so I get excited because I'm like, oh, this is going to be like the ballet thing, right? Mm, mm-hmm. mm. Not exa- not exactly. Um, the two of them get rugged up in beanies and whatnot and they skate around a bit. And, um, like Nick does take the opportunity to do some more like fun poses and stuff. I do think like this is a good environment to thrust him into. Off. He loves it. Yeah. It's a show it, off. Yeah, totally. And it works for him. Like, mm. and, and usually the girls find it charming. Yeah. Um, you know, he's playing to his strengths. Look, um, trying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, mom, no hands. That type of situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but next, we watch them struggle to wrap their heads around getting kitted up in ice hockey pads uh, and gear before beginning a little one-on-one hockey game, which I was delighted about because I'm a big fan of ice hockey. Are you? Yeah, big fan. I name five of its songs. Okay, let's think. <laughs> mm, opening theme. <laughs> Opening theme reprise. <laughs> Return um, of Kelly. <laughs> Return of <laughs> Kelly. Uh, Coda and outro. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Oh, and Puck You by CeeLo Green. <laughs> Wait, CeeLo <laughs> White. Right? <laughs> Unless it's field hockey. We have to move on. Um, Puck You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, that's a hit. Yeah, yeah. Isn't CeeLo Green a big piece of shit, though? Oh, really? I think so. I think I just... Everyone... Is CeeLo Green associated with Max Brenner in some way? <laughs> I think they may, in fact, be one of the I same. I don't know. Let's bring Max Brenner <laughs> Yeah, let's ask. Mm, yeah, let's hello, move Mr. on. Mr. Brenner here. <laughs> Cocktail party. <laughs> That's not where we are. <laughs> I see you driving around town. CeeLo! <laughs> Great to see Lo. <laughs> hey, let's talk about you. Why is he always wearing glasses? Because he's see Lo. He's not very good at vision. What? Um, see Lo, let's talk about Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> you played you played a mummy in that movie, and they did not bring you back for number two and number three. I think because of the allegations that came out about you. Yikes. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick Marnie <laughs> Magic yes! on the television show The Bachelor. He lays out the stakes for this hockey match. If he wins, she has to give him a little cheeky kiss in the net. Has to. I, this is what I saw of some people online being like, I don't like a date where like the you or like have. a challenge where like you have to kiss someone. At the yeah. End. I'm sure if she became uncomfortable with it, Nick would have probably backed off. But it's just like, ooh. Um, it's a bit much. Yeah. But anyway, if she wins, he has got a quote special. I'm sorry, a little special surprise for her. Is it? I'm not speculating. <laughs> a little special <laughs> um, I think it's pretty cute. This ice hockey stuff. I think it's pretty good. Not just because I'm a big ice hockey fan. I really enjoy seeing these two like playing together. Mm. I think the focus was really just on them having some fun. And like it was pretty clear neither of them had played ice hockey before. I think they were just like goofing around trying to figure it out. Nick is really fun to watch when he's just goofing around. Yeah. But like every other aspect of the show is kind of cringy or not. 
cringy maybe just like, like leave said, something to be desired yeah then there's something missing like i think the reason these kind of moments are enjoyable is because they are genuine though like i think he does actually like let loose in these moments that's yeah. when his guard drops down i agree mm. it is nice it's nice uh, eventually Nick scores the last goal and Sophie is forced to make out with him in the goals. Um, <laughs> Nick decides that he will also take pity on her and give her the special surprise too, which turns out to be a cute soft toy polar bear, which resembles the Toronto Maple Leafs mascot, Carlton the bear. Does Polar-bear? it? I think so. In that they're both polar bears on ice. <laughs> <laughs> they're both using the drug ice. Oh. <laughs> Um, Here we Nick, are. Nick decides to simply name him Bear. <laughs> God, Nick. Come on. You've got so many flowery words in this vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's his whole thing, right? Is coming his up with silly thing. words for things. Bear. Yes. Bear. Maybe it's like an anti joke. You know, like a horse yeah. walks into a bar and then, ouch. No, that's not it. Well, no. whatever. A man walks into a bar. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> that one? That's quite a bit better, isn't it? <laughs> a horse walks into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> what is, uh, uh, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Never mind. I love editing the podcast. <laughs> I've got only one joke. Appropriate for the podcast. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> Wait, what about all your other jokes? Well, they're inappropriate. They're too grown up. They're too grown up. Well, tell us this one then. Baby listeners. Yeah. Um. How come there's no... How come everyone... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> why does CeeLo Green wear glasses? <laughs> um, uh, why is there no medicine in the rainforest? Why is there no medicine? Why is there no headache tablets in the <laughs> rainforest? <laughs> oh, I know! Why? I know. You gave it. You gave me too many clues. I know because the is the problem the parasites eat them all. Yeah, the parasites them all. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's my only joke. Uh, it's a pretty good joke. When we come back from the break, Sophie and Nick are at the batch pad, which is a big surprise to me. Uh, and they're stripping down to their togs. The show moves so quickly sometimes. So the two of them get into a hot tub together, and Nick immediately makes a joke about weeing in it, uh, before they toast with glasses of champagne with full unsliced strawberries hanging off the rim. Did you Whoa. guys see this? Oh, unsliced? Yeah. They could be munching on a mouthful of bad times. In this day and age? Right. What was my strawberry joke the other day, Kelly? I've forgotten it, but it was good. Oh, you did make it because I ate strawberries. You were you did? there? Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were in backstage in a green room. No big deal. Me and Max are very cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, Tell me more. And there was, a, there was a fruit platter and everyone was like, oh, the strawberries. And I just, I made it, I just put a bunch in my mouth and ate them because I, for one, welcome the warm embrace of death. <laughs> I don't know about everyone else. <laughs> You've always wanted to go out that way as well. <laughs> she died doing what she loved, eating needles. Yeah. Yeah. I've been cutting out the middleman and just eating echidnas. <laughs> I, uh, okay. All right, whatever. Um, Sophie How do you get a hold of those echidnas, Xavier? They're pretty rare. I mean, trying to find an echidna in this climate would be like trying to find a needle in a strawberry. 
Uh, <laughs> was that the joke that you made? <laughs> that was something like that. Yeah, yeah Neil in a strawberry like patch. Very, oh, I miss you. Very strong wow. topical humor. Um, Sophie starts campaigning for herself to go on hometowns. She tells Nick, I've only ever introduced someone to my family twice, which strikes me as a really low number. Like, no one? I don't. Oh, I reckon I've introduced one boyfriend to my... No, not boyfriend. She says somebody. Oh, like no one? Yeah. Oh. Never introduced the mailman? I don't know who you would introduce. Why? Why? What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Mom, Dad, Hold on. I'd like you to meet my mailman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You give me one example then. I mean, the problem is this was relatable to me, but Xavier, you have the cutest parents known... Yeah. To planet Earth. They're pretty good. And you love showing them off. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't. They're a great accessory. I bring them to every party. <laughs> <laughs> Real arm candy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Nick is cagey about whether or not she will be sticking around, but says, as I've said to you, I like your fire in the eyes, your charge in the passion to your goal. You're driven. As a spectator to that, as a partner, you just put wind in the sails. All you want to do is just add wind in the sails. It's about being that larrikin and also being able to say how you feel. I like that about you. Mm. Now, I straight up don't understand what he means, but he says it with all this intensity and... Like, it seems to work on her. They start making out in the pool. Do either of you guys know what any of that really means? No. I can give it a go. No. Oh, Max, please. Oh! Yeah, okay, cool. So, this is this is what we've we've got here. Mm-hmm. So, we've got Sophie yeah. Termaloaf. Right. Who's got a bit of wind in the sails. Yeah, is this like a flatulence issue or... Yeah, well, we've got Gassy as well on the show. <laughs> He's got a type. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the flatulent? Who can say? Maybe I should. <laughs> the flatulent of farts podcast. Oh, <laughs> there's the title. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> Have we used that yet? The flatulent of farts. Mm. I should contact him if he likes farts. Oh, true. Because you stink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I fart. I don't. They don't smell. All right. They smell great. Thank you. Yeah. Give us one right now. <laughs> 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 what have we become? <laughs> when was it not like this? <laughs> uh, all right, good, good. In voiceover, Sophie says, I definitely could see myself falling in love with Nick. And then this is where we're treated to some of these very gratuitous zoomed in shots of her bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually quite a good segue when you think about it. <laughs> Who wants to talk about Sophie's butt? I mean, that's the thing. Like, none of the words matter. They were going to make out. They were going to get all sexy. Yeah. It's, it's like, I think I've made this joke before, but single dates where the roses are fake and the words don't matter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's all about that, that lip lock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. About, yeah, yeah, the kiss. And no treble as well. <laughs> about the kiss. This was like uh, maybe the raunchiest it's gotten this season. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. You hear uh, Nick complaining in the preseason that he wasn't allowed to do any rooting and mm. you can somewhat understand where his uh, gripe may have taken place. Mm. Oh, like you feel like they would have on this date if they had the chance. Perhaps there w- may have been an opportunity here for mm. him to desire to do some rooting. Mm. Interesting that they don't let them root. Yeah. Grown ups. Yeah. 
yep. think it would ruin the show, unfortunately. Oh, I don't think like it would. It would ruin like we're such a conservative. Ruin Australia. Like we're such a conservative, like, <laughs> we're such a conservative, like it's true. frigid country, particularly and, like, on TV. I mean, and also like the Bachelor franchise, it's about love. Yeah, and like, yeah. and and you know, like in a conservative society that doesn't open its mind, man. <laughs> you know, they can't. They, the, you know, sl- if they saw him sleeping with someone who wasn't the woman that he's going to marry in the end, yeah. they can't. They couldn't. Scandal. Like, and like, we're going to get to that in the next episode. Mm. Yeah. Um, about sleeping with someone who doesn't end up being. Right, the girl. Did and the how? root though is the big question. Yeah, and it's just like, why does it yeah. matter? Yeah, it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. Root whoever you want. You know what? Throw your cat around. Throw your badge around. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't Throw agree more. your badge around. Listeners, turn off the podcast right now. And you can't listen to the rest <laughs> until you've rooted somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, yeah, that's no, right. I, no, I, you're I right. Throw agree. your honey badge around. Yes. Throw your honey pot around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I went to see Christopher Robin at the oh movie. Oh my gosh! All <laughs> <laughs> right, fine. Anyway, I think <laughs> he's a nice bear. That's it'd all. Be, it'd be interesting to see in the next like ten years. Here's a here's a text to myself. Mm. No, in the next ten years, are we going to be able to see more like sexy stuff? Are we going to become more open to it on The mm. Bachelor? Because you know, on American Bachelor, they are sure, of course. Or will it swing back in the other direction? Oh God, I hope not. Perhaps <laughs> they won't even kiss. <laughs> In that voice, they won't speak to one another. Speak like this. <laughs> In ten years, it's like on the last single date. It's like I finally saw her ankle, and <laughs> <laughs> good heavens! You so are, I sent her you home. Are setting inappropriate. This in the Winnie the Pooh universe. <laughs> 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 you yeah. are right now in the Winnie the Pooh universe, being like, <laughs> "Oh, bother, Christopher Robin, her ankle." <laughs> Max, I wish you were here because he's wearing no pants and a red shirt. Yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, I cosplaying as a character I like, is it? I guess that is kind of weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's go to this cocktail party. Sophie returns with a polar bear under her arm instead of the rose that many people were expecting. Uh, Cass pulls Nick aside, telling him she has planned a special surprise for him. And leads him outside where two ukuleles are set up on beach chairs for them uh, with tropical cocktails and Hawaiian shirts on standby. And Nick exclaims, holy snack, snack, nope, sorry, holy snappin' duck poo in surprise. Yet he named the the toy bear. Right. He was (laughs) holding on to that one, I guess. Jesus. Let's call the bear holy snappin' buck. buck. Oh, no, I can't say it. (laughs) I hear by hand in my podcasting license. Holy snapping duck poo. This is why I'm here. You're an integral <laughs> member of the show. Now, the duck who did the pooing, what was it called? <laughs> Quacky. Quacky. <laughs> the Quackula. <laughs> Nick the Honey Duck comments. That was much worse. You're right. <laughs> so we cut back to them improvising this little ditty about one another. <laughs> this little ditty. <laughs> Little ditty. Well, I wouldn't call it about a song. Cats and Nick. <laughs> Her heart was as large as something was a dick. Dick. <laughs> 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 
Um, I actually thought, okay, so Nick is a bad singer. I will, I'll put that out there. I don't mind who he is. But I thought he had a pretty good grasp of a good few basic ukulele Oh, chords. yeah, totally. They kind of had it going on they with were the playing, And it didn't seem, seem like they were off each other either. No. Like they were playing together. Mm. Pretty Do you good. Think they were just in like a sick open tuning. So oh, it did yeah, sound good. I maybe. Like I had that. I don't know much about the ukulele. Actually, yeah. But I am a, I'm a professional musician. <laughs> And you play another <laughs> instrument of four strings. Exactly. I'm a bit of a pro of four strings, and I'm just saying I think maybe it was in a cool open tuning, mm. like one of those like you can just button mash and it kind it of was sounds rigged. good. Yeah. 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 I did think it was cool when they started playing uh, the open other. <laughs> 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 I did. I've never, I don't know, I've oh, okay. never heard it. You should check it out. Mm. <laughs> opener. <clears throat> yeah, the opener <laughs> tuning. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yo. Uh, next up, Dasha seems really intent on giving Nick a little glimpse into her life, which turns out to be a few pictures of Leon, her son, who, in her words, quote, learned from her posing techniques. Mm. It's pretty cute. Love that. Um, she even <laughs> this is like the most pure manipulation I think probably of this whole episode, which is not an incredibly manipulative episode. She shows him a photo of her son saying goodbye to her when, she, like, the day that she left to shoot the show. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like if you're trying to get yourself off the program, there's no better way. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think, like, I don't know. I don't necessarily think she was trying to get herself off the show. I almost feel like someone was trying someone to Someone was like, play this card. Yeah. You need to get a connection. Like, like, she needs, she wasn't going to win. No. And she needed to leave for some reason. And I feel like this was the reason all along, but they just didn't check in with her about it. They didn't talk to her about it or anything. No. And so it seems like it's just popped up. Like she's just remembered she has a son or something, which is really <laughs> That strange. happens to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> How many children do you have? Two, you and Max. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so you forgot about me? Sometimes. <laughs> Forget about Max more though. Right? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Nick tells the camera in an in the moment that he wonders how Leon must be feeling without his mum around. And Dasha tells Nick, "I do miss him. He's my number one priority, and I always consider him first. Do you think um, Leon's roaming around, always looking out? Oh, that's Kings of Leon's. Like, I was roaming around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." Well, if his if his sex were to catch fire, there'd be no one there to help him put it. <laughs> he could probably really use he somebody. Could use somebody some, like uh, good, yeah. good. <laughs> yes, and that's every King's Leon song I know. Oh. So <laughs> we'll never have to talk to about him again. Um, yeah, Nick. I don't know. He's in this in the moment. He's really like someone's feeding this to him. I'm sure of it because he's like questioning whether keeping them apart any longer is the right thing to do. Ah, oh, such a boring Whoa. narrative. We've seen this so many times. And my main issue with it is. At this point, there's one week to go. Like, yeah. the issue isn't, oh, I can't keep them apart any longer. No. The issue must be, I'm not prepared to handle this situation. And or, you know what? He's fucking not. Do not give that right. a child. But it would be great if he would even engage with that idea. Right? You know? But he can't because he doesn't engage on that deeper level. It's mm. frustrating. This is like, I was when I came back and I was like ready to catch up on other episodes, I was I was waiting to find more out about Nick, waiting yeah. to see his guard drop down. And it just has not happened. And I don't think it will. Because mm. even with Sophie, we saw it yeah. in moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it is a little bit differently when they're already like a personality. Mm. 
I get it. Yeah, he has an emotional responsibility to the women on this show that I think overall he's been neglecting. And I, in the previous episodes, Kelly, to fill you mm. in, because you haven't been listening, uh, <laughs> have been Apparently. On, this, uh, on this beat quite a bit, mm. talking about and wanting so badly Nick to realize where his deficiencies are as a bachelor and as someone who really is responsible to these women and cast, particularly in the way that she feels. Yeah. And how, unfortunately, he's just not getting it. Mm. No. Well, it wasn't until this rose ceremony started happening that I realized that they were planning to eliminate two women this episode. Yeah. Which really hits pretty hard. Like, Dasha's reason for leaving may have seemed a little bit hastily addressed in this episode, but I was totally caught off guard by the fact that another woman would be leaving us uh, this week as well. But yeah, Nick hands out the roses in this order. Britt, Sophie, Cass, then Brooke. Um, And so the women all hug before the exits. Uh, Emily tells Nick it's been amazing and thanks him um, before saying I love you so much to the other women. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Emily once yeah. this whole episode. Yeah, I zero feel like mentions is, by name. That mm. is like telling of why she went home. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and they did have the, like, despite as much as we liked the ballet part of their date, they also had that kind of awkwardness afterwards. Mm. But it is a bummer that she never really got a chance to try and address that or, no. you know, improve her standing with him or, or the viewer. And and she clearly had some bonds with the rest of the people in the house as well, although we never really got to see any of them, but it's quite an emotional farewell. But then, uh, yeah, Dasha um, walks up to Nick, says, I'm pretty sure you all walk away from this experience with the love of your life because all these women, they're incredible. And I honestly fell in love with each and every one of them. So I'm quite jealous. And I wish you all the happiness in the world and all the best to you. So it felt to me like maybe she might have had a chance to think about what she might be going to say at this one, which, you know, I I think maybe ties in with the fact that it was pretty abrupt this week. I feel like a conversation may have happened off camera where they're like, look, all right, this had to happen at some point, Dasha. We're sending you home. But if you want to think about some nice things you want to say. Because girls with accents, Mm. they don't win. No, they're not allowed Mm -hmm. to. They're not allowed. Yeah. No. She was hot. She was foreign. But Mm. unfortunately... Not a winner. Yeah, couldn't carry it over the line. You you have to pick one. (laughs) (laughs) You can (laughs) can be foreign and hideous and win the show, I guess. (laughs) That's never happened. True. Hmm. We have a lot to get to. I think we should move right along to The Bachelor. Oh, Kelly, would you like to say it? Oh, yeah, I would. Can I read it? Because I don't know. I'm not paying attention. The Bachelor Australia, season six, episode 14. Magnificent. So, Nick, he's like, at this point, I've got four top Sheilas. Jesus Christ. in. Blah. For fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, but now I'm off to meet their family and friends. It's the Hometown Dates episode. We hometown. know how these work. They're the same every time. They are. Yeah, pretty much. There's a couple of things that make this one unique. and Spicy. Uh, really. Upsetting. Upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uniquely <laughs> unpleasant. <laughs> and I typically don't enjoy these episodes that much to begin with. But anyway... We head to Sydney, New South Wales. You don't enjoy the hometown? It's my favourite thing of the whole season. Yeah, really. Yeah. I find they drag. I mean, this. I think this one was okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I often feel like we just get stuck having the same conversations over and over. I just feel like it's a change from like... It is different to the rest date, of it. Yeah. Single date, go on a water or go somewhere really high, sit somewhere, get drunk, have mm. a kiss, get a rose. Next episode. Yeah. Group date, drama, single date, something extreme, sit down, eat some cheese, 
This is awesome because you missed the last few episodes, but you're basically recapping them all perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut to Sydney, New South Wales, the hometown of Cass. Hometown of all of us. True. I mean, mean, debatable. Somebody whose family and friends are clearly on Nick's radar anyway. So it's kind of funny for him to be going back and visiting because some of them he's met before. It's interesting, isn't it? Isn't it? We, you've never really seen this before, right? No. Um, and it's weird. Like, it's 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 less like she's a plant because they're being so vague about it. Mm. Like, I feel like we have to pick up little things like here and there. Like, one, wait a second, he was out of her birthday. Wait a second, they've yeah, met him before. Yeah, so many little sprinklings. Like, of they clues. haven't put a proper like Nick and Cast narrative in like I a timeline. A really I want detailed- it. I want a detailed timeline too because. Is it that they just hung out at a... Bu- I mean, we're going to get to this, but it's like, wait, you went to her birth? You've met... I'm just... When... um What? When mm. Serial Season 2, the podcast, the second season of Serial, the podcast We launched, need to do this about Captain They had, Nick. like, detailed maps mm. where you could see, like, where Bo Bergdahl was at any point on any day or whatever. Or, like, or, or I think they even did it with the first season where, like, you could trace the cell phone towers back yeah. to Adnan or whatever. I'm legit. I know that we can't trace cell phone... I mean, maybe one of our listeners can. I think we can and should. But we should do like maybe a mini app. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out the timeline of Cass and Nick from everything that we know. Let's try and hack some phones. I mean, I'm being serious. Profiles. No, I think it's a good idea from Kelly, and that like that information is kind of readily available. You've just got to put it together like a puzzle, and like I'm really good at stalking on Instagram. I could probably find out some stuff. You're There's right. an article that says uh, that they were seeing each other off and on between August and December last year. Mm. I found a five-month relationship. Yes, yeah. that's I longer than out. any relationship I've ever had. <laughs> that's not true, is <laughs> it? Yeah. So uh, let's go to Cass's house. We jump to her property on the northern beaches. Specifically, we jump to the stable where her horses live. Oh, yikes! Mm, Can I bring the yikes back? Please, of course. That'll that'll apply for the rest of the show, I think. (laughs) Uh, Nick tells us that they have known each other for a while. Wait, then we're going to talk about Cass's horses. (laughs) What more do we have to say about the horses? What were their names? We'll get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They've known each other for a while. But he has realized that the connection with Cass is still there because of their single date. In his words, you know, she's a cracking bird. She's hot, basically. Thank you, Kelly. Translate. Yeah. Um, So Cass introduces Nick to her horses, Poppy and Katrina. (laughs) And seconds later, they're doing laps on horseback together whilst he monologues in VO about how peaceful and happy they are together and how he never has to question where she stands or where she sits, even if she's on a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Really nice of Cass to name her horses after prominent hurricanes. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, that's true. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Just a good memory aid. Uh, she's also got a goat called Shuey and a pig called Columbine. <laughs> oh my Jesus God. Christ. Max, I don't know what's going on over there, but you need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to calm his farm, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then cut to a batchy couch, which Cass says that she set up for him, which is the second example of Cass doing this bit in the last like yeah. week, in the last two episodes. Which is, I think, an example of what you were saying, where everyone's adapting their sense of humor to meet Nick's, right? Yeah. Totally, yes. Classic. 
and they drink gin and tonics with these little cucumber slices and they share crustless white bread sandwiches in case the whole country club vibe was somehow <laughs> lost on you. Tell you what, though, I love a cucumber sandwich. Yeah? There's mm. just something about them. <laughs> what is it? Is it the lack know. of, like, flavor? No, the absence of interesting ingredients? I don't know. Salt and pepper! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Have you ever seen that SNL episode where um uh, what's his name Patrick Kanye Stewart? Kanye West wears that hat. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. where Patrick Stewart um is hosting the show and he's introducing that week's musical guest, which is the group Salt, salt and Pepper. And Pepper. <laughs> yeah. So in his voice, he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Salt and Pepper." It's <laughs> 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 the best. It's really fun. I like cucumber sandwiches. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, get off my back. Like, they've got to be tiny. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't eat, like, a big one. <laughs> but how many small ones would you have? Like, 20? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever go into Subway? <laughs> like, all right. Can I get a, um, what, a, a meatball with no meatballs? <laughs> no, no salad, no cheese, just a <laughs> just couple of cucumber and slices. And Yeah. No, look, and as a crustless salt white. And pepper! As a what? <laughs> as a crustless white, I really identify with this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, good. Um, Cass tells Nick that he will be meeting her mum, stepdad Gary, brother Ben. I think it reminds me of funerals. <laughs> like, well, it, it feels very yeah. grim to me. <laughs> That's like. It's like the highlight of like a shit day. Like you're <laughs> the at like. Of a funeral. <laughs> you know, like it's just like. <laughs> If you're eating a cucumber sandwich, you know, you're at like a funeral. Or, like, oh boy, some, my granddad died. Time to fill up like, on pukes. Some shitty like wedding or like a, a engagement party or like something. Your nan's fucking like, your nan's fucking someone. <laughs> Who's your nan fucking? <laughs> a cucumber farmer. She's got a lot of hanging around. Um, you know what I mean. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so Cass tells Nick that he will be meeting her mum, stepdad Gary, Brother Ben, who incidentally Nick has already met before, uh, and older sister Sammy, who is, quote, an elite crossfitter. Yikes. Did Great. you guys know I'm also an elite crossfitter? I go into <laughs> churches, and um, <laughs> when they're putting their Jesuses up, I make sure the cross is going to be the exact right size and scale so that they can hang them up together. Right. Kelly is disgusted by <laughs> me right now. It's like a cucumber sandwich. <laughs> No, you like them. She loves the cukies. <laughs> it's like if the you cukies. get it's like if you get past a, a cukie sambo and it's got crusts on it. I like crust. Oh, all right. Well, fine then, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> so they arrive at the house and seemingly moments later the men and women all split up so they can have separate agendaed chats. Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. Bye. Isn't that what we did the last six weeks? <laughs> yeah, I've been doing my own podcast. You know? You're on tour with your three women. <laughs> yeah. One Wha- thing- wait, my three... What? One thing no, I suggested... No, you're two, you're two women. <laughs> was that when you get back, you should have to do all, like, six hours or whatever, just on your own. Oh, my God, like, detention? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
You're very tardy. Summer school. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a fun moment where Cass's mum and sister keep saying, oh, yeah, that's uh, Nick. That's right. He's the one that you were absolutely crazy about. And then Cass's mum's like, you even wrote him on your list of uh, people that you really wanted in life. And then Cass is like, uh, no, I didn't. That's weird. That sounds really weird. But anyway, mum, like, can you please stop? She even does the little uh, fingers under the neck, like cut it out gesture. A bit later on. Did you notice that? Yeah, and mum's like, no, I'll keep going. I'd love to keep talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really enjoy, like, this awkward tension of this scene. Because Cass's family start asking... Like, they, it, normally it's about grilling the batchy, but it's it's they're asking Cass in, these increasingly intense questions. Are you in love with him? Is he the one for you right now? That sort of thing. I thought it was fun. I, I thought it was fun too. I a bit like that too. Yeah, and it was also one of those things where you could clearly tell that the parents were a bit... um unhappy that maybe Nick was the dude because she's brought home this man who's a mm. man who's clearly broken her heart before but that maybe mm. they were blocked out and didn't know exactly what was going on and they read her diary about the list of men that she wanted in her life and no right. I didn't and stop it and <laughs> so the group reunites uh, Nick says everything's going well it's time to strap on the feed bag and hopefully there get some good is. tucker why is he still <laughs> saying it because we talked about it like two weeks ago on the podcast. So why we is he said, still think it's okay? Stop, stop saying it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the rest of this family ta- uh, dinner table chat is so standard. I could barely bother recapping it. Um, Cass's mom says, I can certainly see some chemistry between Nick and Cassie. It's hard not to keep your eyes off them. Now, I figure she meant it's hard to keep your eyes off them, but I kind of agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then we have uh, Sammy, the elite crossfitter, who pulls Nick aside for a chat in which, surprise, surprise, if you've never seen one of these things before, Nick isn't quite able to tell her what she wants to hear. Get used to that for the rest of the episode. Um, his fairly non-committal statement is, when it comes to feelings, they're growing. However, right now, with four, I'm lost because it is tough. With Cassie, I do see a beautiful spirit. A beautiful energy. And I, what I really like about this part is not Nick's answer, which is a total non-event. Yes. But I really like that Sammy refused to take this non-answer as an answer. Kelly, you've walked back into the room. I know you don't want me to comment on it, but you've walked back into the room with, I want to say, an entire cucumber sliced into slices. <laughs> we were talking about cucumber. I right? remember. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's actually a bit quieter than the corn chips. <laughs> oh, there's a little soy sauce dip in there. Maybe that's why it's quietened down. <laughs> it's cucumber, fresh cucumber dipped in soy sauce. It so- sounds delicious. No, I was I was saying it sounds <laughs> delicious, so you would make this down again. There no, they're not very crunchy. No. Mm. If they were, if they sounded crunchier, I would be right there in there with you. But <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Personal, here's some personal info about me, right? Okay. Are we keeping this in the podcast? Yeah, no. Okay. I'm, right. I'm, that's why I'm like, You're maybe they can log off. People. I'm opening up. I'm not like Nick the Honey Badger Cummins. Mm. I can let my walls down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, I'm getting, what I'm getting to is that, uh, so this is like this narrative you were just talking about it of every hometown day where there's someone pulls them aside and they grill him a little bit and mm. I'm always like, oh, whatever. That's not how it goes. Mm. 
I recently kind of had my own hometown date. <gasps> really? Talk to me. So, you know, I'm just someone uh, uh, someone that I'm hanging out with mm-hmm. was sure. in my hometown for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they came to a, a, a event. <laughs> event. <laughs> the pub. <Yep. laughs> it was the pub. Could you be a little more vague? <laughs> it was the pub. <laughs> okay. uh, and met a bunch of my friends who mm-hmm. were like my family. And mm. someone grilled, pulled it. Like someone was just like, where are you from? Mm. And then they answered where they were from. And they said, that's not where I meant. I meant more so, what are you doing sitting next to my friend? Wow. Tell me about yourself. Oh, yeah. And I witnessed, I know, well, the whole time I was thinking about, and it's interesting that we, I get to come back and talk about hometowns. Yeah. Oh my God, this is like, I'm on oh. a hometown date in The Bachelor. And what was really nice is that I was like, oh, can they survive this grilling? And they they did wonderfully. But anyway, mm-hmm. I always thought a fake thing, but I witnessed it happen. Yeah. And now I kind of believe it a bit more. I mean, like, you know. It is funny. Uh, I have noticed at points in my life when sometimes things will echo The Bachelor mm. because it's such a, like, made-up, crazy, fake show. Yeah, but there's, like, I guess there's, you know, truth to the the characters that they're, mm. they're building. There's reasons why they do it. And mm. that's what I was like, oh, this is, you know, something that people are familiar with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have you ever had a, a hometown visit where you've been grilled, Max? I don't know if I've ever had a hometown gr- grilling. Um, mm. No. Or a partner being, or like a, a um, potential no. partner being grilled by friends or family? Oh, uh, my sister's maybe not great with it. Oh, she's pretty good though. Like, no, everything, everyone's okay in my world. I've been very, very fortunate on that. But I would like to say that. I mean, when he was there, Kelly. Yo. I was just it was I was just doing it in your best interest. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I was just pulling him aside just to oh, give him the more. Shooter on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> What's very funny about that is that you're so in love with anyone that I'm hanging out with. It's, <laughs> it's laughable that you could grill anyone. <laughs> That's my personal. That was beautiful. Is that too Thank you for, opening for the up. podcast? Oh, we'll see how that was lovely. Up on a real listener, I, think I it was mean, nice. yeah, might yeah. end up on Mamma Mia or whatever. Mm-hmm. That'd be good press. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a really nice touch at the end of this uh, hometown. Cass's mum gives Nick a little Ziploc bag full of her homemade cookies on the way out. Yeah, she did. That's yeah. real nice. She and full well, she of says love. Well, that's what she exactly. Yeah, she says I put all my love into all my cooking. So if I if I can give him a little bit of love from our family, maybe that little bit of love might come back to Cassie in some way. So I that's hope beautiful. he enjoys his cookies. There's definitely weed in the cookies. Oh right? yeah, <laughs> like here's some weed. They're for you, but give some cash. She needs to chill out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> She's been stressing. <laughs> I guess what I was getting at is that if you've got someone in your life, you know, like I recommend the home date, hometown date. So like ma- that person that you've matched with on Tinder. Once you've been with them for no, what, no, no. seven weeks or so. Oh, First straight date, away. Bring them home. <laughs> you think the bachelor isn't rushed enough. No, I'm, th- <laughs> I'm saying that there's something in this. Mm. Yeah. That's a good way to start things. Oh, you might be right. I think I am. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? I reckon that we need to cut out all the other bullshit. And mm-hmm. what you need to do is introduce them straight away to your friends and yeah. family. I hate all the nice parts of yeah. dating someone. I just m- <laughs> you went for a whole cuke in one go. 
People can't see this, but it was quite suggestive anyway. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it was a bit. <laughs> Maybe it's just because my dick is green. <laughs> It's because I've been sick No, I've been sick (laughs) Did you know? (laughs) First time hearing about it Long green dick (laughs) Haven't been checking Instagram Uh, Cass and green I'm sorry, Nick Um, Sorry, did you say it was gangrene? (coughs) Yeah I have gangrene of the penis (laughs) Not true. It's He's mostly so on my balls. Cat, <laughs> 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 uh. guess. <laughs> Cass and Nick share a kiss on the veranda, and in voiceover she says, "I am definitely falling in love with him. I don't know where my next chance to see him will be, so I want to tell him now so that he knows." And then she and then says, "She pusses out." Well, yeah, she's she like, what? She just nothing. <laughs> she says, I Do feel you like share that with the class? <laughs> I feel like I came here to fall in love and I feel like dot, dot, dot. And then she hugs him saying, I don't know what to say. And she gets really self-conscious. She gets really embarrassed. And then he kind of just walks away from her. Nick knows what she's going to say. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and he doesn't like, want to hear it. No, he, he does not want to hear it. Yeah. yeah if yeah. anyone yeah. has seen any... Bachelor hometown, like this is the moment where people will say the important words or whatever, or like this is their summation, their final chance or whatever. He knows that's part of, like that's what's on the menu. Really? Because at the end of my hometown date. (laughs) Oh, what happened? You never told us. Yeah, I mean, it just ended with um, uh, us on the streets of, uh, us on Brunswick Street, and he was eating a falafel kebab from Lambs, and I was complaining because... It was going to smell like a falafel. <laughs> is that what you mean? That's, how it is. That's usually how they wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in the moment, she says she's scared about putting her feelings out there. She doesn't know what to say. And she's also scared about dripping tahini sauce all over her new jeans. That one I made up. That's a more of a falafel related thing. It is funny that she's scared about putting her feelings out there. Because that's kind of all she's done the whole time. Her right? feelings are so right? far out there. They're, They're really so, like, bring them back in a bit. Yeah, like mm. most of the criticism or most like of the impressions that people have of her, uh, she's really <laughs> hitting the accelerator a little too much. Yeah, mm. it's weird that she couldn't say it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and Nick really didn't want to hear it. Mm. But let's move on. Up next is... No! <laughs> right, <go laughs> Talk <on>. about it. <laughs> Up next. <laughs> Up next is Brooke's hometown of Perth. Uh, Nick and Brooke reunite on Bassendine Oval, a 22,000 capacity football stadium. And Brooke gets the chance to teach Nick a few things about AFL, which I like because he's a big footy boy, but he doesn't know about the this one. No. Um, yep. So they toss the ball around a bit. I don't know. They don't actually really do anything. Um, Brooke tells Nick about her somewhat unconventional family which is comprised of, or at least for the purposes of this, uh, her best friend Tess, her brother Troy, and Peter, who she describes as kind of a father figure. And uh, Tess is the like more protective one that Nick will have to look out for. Tess is sick. I think that cool people attract cool people, and I was I was into Tess. Tess fucking rules. Yeah. Tess is yeah, good. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, I mean, they have to frame it like this. They always, like, there's always one person who you have to watch out for more than the others or whatever. 
and they're probably the person who is getting paid a little bit more to get a bit more, like, camera time or whatever. Um, But Tess fucking rules. And the other thing, um, as as they enter the house on this date, I am struck by how much more of a normal house this is than basically any of the places that they use for these dates that, like, I've ever seen. Like, and it's not a, a slovenly, like, shack or whatever. Like... There's a legit grand piano sitting behind them in the lounge room. But it's still, <laughs> it's like a modest, believable house. It's pretty far from the, like, lifestyle porn that they normally will, like, shove down you. I mean, they'll try and show you a lot of. Mm. <laughs> it's not a lot, a lot like when you log into, you know, and there's all of the families right. and Everyone's life. Yeah. related and... Mm. <laughs> Um, but at the dinner table, Nick gets a really good grilling from Brooke's family, particularly Tess, who asks a lot of hard-hitting questions right off the bat. Um, like, so you travel a lot while you're playing. How are you going to try and re- maintain a relationship? You know what I mean? And like, while I don't think any of these questions are massively different from the types of ones that people normally ask on these hometown dates, there's something about the way that she delivers them um, that felt really real to me. Um, like, and the, the way she phrases it, the sort of offhand way that she treats him, she goes like, obviously Brooke lives here and where do you live? Sydney? <laughs> like, it's kind of like... Where? Never heard of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's she's just throwing a little bit of sass, I guess. Um, but it's, it's quite refreshing. Like I said, realistic now that I've experienced my first home day. Yeah. Mm. Tess then pulls him aside for more questioning. Uh, and again, like the format of this is pretty much identical to every other hometown, but the way that she chooses to engage with him as just some dude is so nice. Oh God, I got, I got soy sauce <laughs> in your very own eyeball. It burns. Oh, that can't be good. Oh, Should we stop? No. Okay. Have you got a wash station? <laughs> what? Well, you've never been in a chemistry lab before. <laughs> Okay. Everything okay? No, I can't carry on. Talk you said no. <laughs> well, it's nice to have Kelly back for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Nick tells Tess, I've envisioned how it would be with Perth and Sydney, and I've actually envisioned her coming over. I had an incredible vision yeah. where I didn't do anything and she yeah, just moved. of course. Good. Uh, doesn't really seem to impress Tess that much. Uh, but that's about all we see of them, though. Uh, Nick and Brooke chat outside the house. And Brooke says, I can't fault them and I can't fault you. You're pretty special to me and I definitely really care a lot about you. Like, yeah, I really, really like you. And I really see myself falling in love with you. And I am falling for you massively. And they share a kiss. <laughs> Before they all the boxes ways. ticked for this date. Pretty solid, right? Pretty solid. Yep. That's all I really actually need to say about that, <laughs> honestly. Up next is Sophie's hometown of somewhere in Queensland. They legit forgot to mention where. Oh, no. They don't make a point of where in Queensland this takes Where else? Where else but? but Queensland. Maybe yeah. it's but Queensland. But, comma, Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to but Queensland. Okay, uh, Nick is strolling along a pier, uh, hoping that this hometown date will give the chance for Sophie to really open up to him. And the first thing that she's picked for them to do, jet skiing! Something really (laughs) loud, really distracting. Perfect. (laughs) We watch them do some donuts, I think. Is is it called a donut on the water? Yeah, I think it's just called an aqua aqua nut. 
I guess it's a bagel because you have to bail a, ba- a boil a, ba- ba- a noisy ba- noise. Ba- 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 <laughs> I didn't do my warm-ups before the podcast. Um, <laughs> and then Sophie drives the jet ski while Nick floats on a different donut. The other kind of donut? A floaty donut? Anyway. Oh, a flow nut. A flow nut. Oh, Thank there you. There we go. <laughs> um, attached by a string. Yes. It's a donut. Flow nut. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And then we watch him kiss on the jet ski. Okay. Nice stuff, guys. They like to do a lot of kissing, this couple. They do. Who could blame them? Mm. Sophie says Nick will be meeting her mum, dad, twin sister Melissa, eldest sister Ashley, and Ashley's fiancé, Ben. Let me tell you everything that I remember about this. Okay? Everything that happened that I remember about this. Go for it. Okay. Nick says he was... Packing darkies while Sophie was driving the jet ski earlier. Yep. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Ashley and Melissa get Nick to help with the dessert, and he seems very uncomfortable icing a cake. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Um, this date, much like every, I think probably every hometown date I've ever seen. There's a segment, there's a moment where the Batchy is asked like four or five really tough questions in a row, but they only show them answering the last one. And for the first like three or four, it's just them having a furrowed brow being like, oh, I'm really copping a lot of difficult questions here in voiceover. But you don't see the answers. That was another thing I noticed. Um, And, oh, that was, I guess that was it. Uh, So... (laughs) Nothing to write home about this day. No. Uh, nothing to write home town. Ah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm full of cucumbers. <laughs> well, Sophie, she's standing outside with Nick. She's trying to tear down her barriers and really open up to him. But all she can seem to manage is, quote, I thoroughly enjoy spending time with you. Which is so... not... Yeah, which is not what she was looking for, not what Nick was looking for. She tells the camera in an in the moment, I'm just so scared of being heartbroken. I'm going to be a realist and protect myself until Nick chooses me, I guess. I'm hoping that that doesn't cost me in the end. Will it? We'll have to tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Sophie's not gone yet, but like, this isn't a great showing from her, is it? I mean, it's just a shame. This is what you have to do in this scenario, and we know in bachelor history the people who have been able to open up and say i'm falling for you some variation of those four words are the people who advance to the final and the people who finally win the show yeah yep uh and if you can't you gotta go but anyway um finally it's time for brit's hometown of port macquarie incidentally as you might remember it's also nick's hometown um so there's less of like here's where I grew up. Or here's the... Actually, there is a bit of that. She's like, oh, this is the beach I grew up on. We didn't have a house. I was a hermit crab. <laughs> <laughs> um, Britt meets Nick on the beach, both of them wearing white, looking very pure and virginal and about to end up together, in my opinion. <laughs> mm. um, Britt surprises Nick with four camels... <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised reading it. Uh, one of which they're going to be riding together. Do you guys remember last year on The Bachelor when Tara called a camel the double bike of the animal kingdom? Oh, I yeah. miss Tara. I miss Tara so much. Wouldn't it be fun if she was here yeah. on the podcast? Tara, here if you're listening. Is. Hello. Hi. 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 Hi.
Um, anyway, Brit is sharing this cool experience that she had while traveling in Morocco, but recreating it in port, which I think is all right. It's kind of nice. Whatever. The camel thing does not last, though. Uh, Brit and Nick arrive at Brit's family's place. Not by camel. <laughs> Would be sick if they were just riding it all around Port Macquarie all day. Coppin' stairs. Coppin' <laughs> stairs. Um, but they're greeted by Brit's mum, Brit's dad, two sisters, and the brother whose name is Big Dano. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. That's his name. Big That's Dano. his name before Nick. Where's little him. Dano? <laughs> he died. <laughs> He passed away. We don't talk about the accident. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's probably some other people here. I don't know. Uh, uh, Tony Britt's dad grabs Nick almost immediately and tells the cam- and and Nick tells the camera, "I'm as nervous as a turkey on Christmas Eve." That's a simile that actually holds up. There we go. I'm gonna mm. start calling you Big Max. <laughs> okay, Big Max. Big Max. Big Max, that's me. I yeah. have little. Ma- I, wait, it's wait, kind wait, of wait, like wait. a Big Max. Did you think her nickname for me was Big <laughs> Max? <laughs> it's kind of like Big Mac, like yeah. two old beef patties, special mm. sauce, pickles. Unfortunately, in my family, my nickname is Little Max. I think uh, I did that right. I think right. you did too. So Brit's dad Tony is presented as the big bad of this hometown date. And I think the, like the promos for this episode have really leaned heavily on this clip of him saying, "quote I don't have a great deal of respect for football players," and it was a bit Smart. of a head scratcher. Well, yeah, th- like interesting, good point. Yeah, <laughs> but also same. like wh- wh- what angle is he coming from? But in context, we hear the rest of this sentence, which is, um, "I don't have a great deal of respect for football players in terms of their relationship with women." Fair. Good. Yeah, so fair. Important. That's the thing. It's presented as this like dramatic bombshell, and Nick is like, "Oh, I'm really packing it here for the millionth time." But to me, like, this is a worthwhile concern and a topic that probably should have come up by now, right? Yeah, good one. Um, mm-hmm. at, at What's least his name? In discussions around. Uh, his name's Tony. Big Tony, small Tony, medium-sized Tony, <laughs> extra medium. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Yeah, really important that Tony uh, crossed this bridge and it's not something that we've really talked about that much on this season because Nick, uh, at the very least, has shown himself to be someone who uh, we don't think has done anything too bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's nothing... Nothing's come up and I feel like Hmm. it would have come up by now. Probably. That's true. It's been under a lot of media scrutiny, yeah. 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 Um, But yeah... Nonetheless worth noting. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's not a stereotype that exists for no reason. Um, you know that it's a really serious sort of I don't know epidemic or what would you call? It? I mean, you know, it's a it's a thing. Um, Nick seems maybe a little bit defensive. Maybe he he says in voiceover um, he's got a strong idea about rugby players and their reputations, and he's well, questioned mean, my motivation. He's not holding back. That's the thing. Like he's you not unfounded. That, he didn't make Badula. this up. Yeah, and if if I were the honey badger, if I were a, mm. a you know a, a football player, but you're not foosball, mm-hmm. foosball. I yeah. get so confused. Yes, uh, I'm a professional foosballer. Yes, mm. um, if I were him, like a professional athlete, sports, you know, football particularly, going on a romance related show, I would yep. want to make it crystal clear. Yeah, that you know that 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 world is not my world or whatever, mm. and maybe not do some interviews before you go on the TV about how you couldn't do any routing. Yeah, how it was upsetting that you didn't get to do any routing. Yikes! Ugh. There it is again. 
Uh, Nick struggles to really say or do anything that would alleviate this concern, though, Good point, as far Max, as we can see. Actually, yeah. Um, he tells Tony, "The last thing I want to do is hurt anyone's feelings, especially not your daughter's. That's not my intention, and I'm not that sort of bloke." And this kind of thing really annoys me because, like, people don't get into relationships with the goal of hurting another person. And they don't, you know, like, these things don't happen deliberately, um, but it still happens. You guys don't. (laughs) Okay. Maybe, Kelly, you do. What's. What is the alternative? You became the establishment. You were always conservative. That was for you. Hmm? That's the Los Gambasinos. Oh. What's the alternative? You became the establishment. Mm. You were always conservative. Right? Is that Los Camp or is it? I think so. It's familiar to me. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. Don't be. Never apologize. For anything. <laughs> no matter how... Horrible a thing you do. Well, I don't. Yeah, that's a, you know my life motto: never apologize. <laughs> um, later, there's a big family lunch where Nick seems to be winning them over, but then in, in the moment, Big Dano <laughs> says, "Nick's a fair bit different to other guys Brit's been with. She normally goes for the suit doctorish type, Yuck. and he's <laughs> he's he's a bit more of a muck about, have a beer, go for a fish type of guy." I mean, true, fair. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just a fun phrase. Bold of you to assume that he knows how to fish, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he meant go fish like the card game. Oh, yeah, it's a good... Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, and then there's a fairly weird interaction where Big Dana... And I don't like this. Big Dana asks Nick about how he ended up being The Bachelor. Um, he starts by asking, you're a good-looking young rooster. Which, no. my question is, is that a Nick phrase or is that like a Port Macquarie phrase? Oh, yeah. I Maybe really they're know. just speaking like him. It's just a footy more. phrase, I think. Maybe that's it. Yeah. No, the you're thinking thing. of the roosters. The yeah, team. that's the name uh, of the team. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but then, okay, so he's like, you're a good looking young rooster. And then Nick goes, well, I'm straight, but. Oh. Yeah. Like, I that's his this. little, like, gay panic sort of, like, uh, heaven forbid anyone think no, that. No, homo. Know. Yeah, right. Jesus. Like, dude, you're not that fucking irresistible, okay? Like, <laughs> Big Dano, <laughs> he's a little uh, out of your league, I'd have to say. Oh, God. I missed this. Yeah. I, I was not sake. a fan. I'm honestly, like, hating Nick more and more mm. as the clock I mean, it ticks. slipped under the radar, that little joke. Like, it was yeah, just I a little aside. Yeah, I didn't yeah. hear it. But it's like, that's the way that these things spring up so often, is people yeah. just make yeah. a little joke that they feel like they can get away with, and yeah. uh, and it can really hurt people's feelings. Finally, there's a bit of a chat with Britt's sister, who has seen some things in the press about Nick having dated somebody else in the house. Of course, we've all seen and heard about these things by now. Um, but you know they're they're under lock and key, so they don't True. know. Yeah. Um, she says everyone from the internet knows everyone from the internet. everyone from the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Max, someone the internet. from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone from the internet knows that you have been involved with Cassandra yeah. previously to the show. When I have a hometown visit, I take them to the internet. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Um, Sorry. No, it's fine. She's like, um, whether that's a coincidence or not, that makes me doubt the authenticity of this whole thing. Ooh. It makes me, as a sister, doubt your intentions with her. I'm like, fuck yeah, the siblings are bringing the heat this they time. Are. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nick tries to quell her fears, but we see we soon see her passing this information along to Brit, who is extremely not stoked to hear that Cass and Nick have been spotted together a number of times, including on social media at Falls Festival. 
What, Ugh. last year? Apparently so. I would be pretty upset as well. Yeah. Maybe they've seen you play, Kelly. Oh, my God. I wonder. Oh, God. <laughs> what if they were in the crowd? <laughs> I was just, yeah. What if you looked out one night, you were playing a big show, and you just spotted that, the badge. That lock of Maybe they do. I'm, all I'm thinking is maybe he does know what a shoe he is if oh. they went to false. <laughs> 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 there we go. Um, well, Britt confronts Nick out the front of the house. Nick says he wasn't in a relationship with Cass. When pressed for details, he admits that they kissed, but that's about it. But when she asks how long they were seeing each other, he says, however many times we caught up. Jesus, <laughs> fuck. Uh, not, not a really straightforward answer. She says she can't hold anything against Nick because she's never asked him up front and therefore he's never lied to her. Whereas no. Cass knowingly misled her and the uh, other women. I feel like... No. Yikes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you, yeah, I don't know. An argument could be made, but it's like the reactions online to everything that happens next and that kind of thing. Like the pile onto Cass has just been really... Also, I feel like there needs to be a little like pressure on Nick. He had every opportunity to tell everyone. Right. Like, to d- uh, completely disclose to all the women exactly. that, hey, yeah, Cass and I have dated... So sorry, but that's the situation that we yeah. find ourselves in. And I think particularly if the show itself uh, is going to make such a... Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> I think particularly if the show itself... Don't, please. What? <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> I think if What, the... I can't burp? No! He's <laughs> so angry. So let's go to this cocktail party. There's a lot of traumatic shit that's about to go down. Brit's voiceover frames her pretty well here, I think. She um, says, I don't think Cass has a malicious bone in her body, but it still doesn't make it right that she's lied to me the whole time, so I do need to speak to her about that, and hopefully she just tells me the truth. Like, I think the thing is, if the show's going to make such a big deal out of like this previous relationship, if they're going to act like it's such a big scandal, there should have been some point at which Nick was compelled to talk about it. Agree. Whereas, in this instance, all of the blame falls on... Like, everything has to be settled between Brit and Cass. And I don't think it's necessary. Like, I mean, if it was a... Any kind of relationship has two sides. Well, no. There are relationships with more than two sides. Sure. I think Cass and Nick are equally responsible for this. And while it never came up directly with Nick, I think he had a responsibility to make this clear to the other women. Oh, yeah. um, Particularly those of them that he probably knew would be sticking around right until the very end, especially if he was planning to also keep Cass around until the very end. That's my thoughts on this. Yeah, disclosure is so important. Yeah. Um, And I think the fact that that never happened means that this part is really messy and super uncomfortable. Um. So we get this fucking, like, Inception trailer, like, heavy horns and strings as Brit approaches Cass, looking like maybe she's going to chop her head off or something. Mm, um, she looks so angry. Yeah. it's. I mean, there's yeah. an intensity to it, and I think that's definitely, like, underscored they by the music and stuff. They zoom right into her drinking, mm. like, some probably gin and tonic mm. or something as well. Did you notice that? It's like... Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like <coughs> zoom on her angry face, zoom on the drink. Like she is angry and she's drunk. Yeah. Here we fucking go. Yeah, and it, and it, it, like it doesn't take long. Like it gets med- messy pretty quickly. Um, Britt just asks her point blank what her relationship with Nick was like before the show, and you immediately see Cass starting to panic. 
She explains that she mostly told the truth, but she left out a few important details to spare the other's feelings. But then Britt pushes Cass to divulge more specifics of this past relationship, even asking things like, and was it physical? And like, especially on TV with millions of viewers, like this is a really big ask. And I love that Cass said inappropriate because that's exactly what it was. It was the exact right right thing to say. Hey, inappropriate. Mm. Yeah, Britt... um, Britt talks about how embarrassed that she was to find this out, um, with, with like with her family all around her and stuff like that. Understandably, like as well, it is hard. I, I feel like there is like. I think they've both been wronged by this situation. Yeah, it's, in a way. she's valid. It is valid that she feels that way. It is a shitty time to like hear about that. It's supposed to be about her and her family, and mm. then it has to be about another girl, and that was obviously like completely upsetting. It's like I understand how upset she was. I I'm mad. At the show. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like... Not at either of the girls. Sorry, I'm mad at Nick. Oh, yeah, but he's part of that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Yeah. Yeah, Mm. yeah. yeah. And I think Britt talking about how embarrassed she was, uh, it it demonstrates a lack of awareness for how embarrassing this situation is for Cass. Yeah. And and like, Mm. I, I don't think that they know how Cass has been framed up to this point by the show. I don't think that they're... You know, we we were talking about how like, and and a lot of people have been commenting about how she's getting this like stage five clinger, quote unquote, sort of edit or whatever. That may Stop not be edit, as obvious yeah. to them. Yeah. So maybe they're reacting differently, but um, yeah, it's it's just really, it's really upsetting. It's really uncomfortable viewing. Cass tries to say that yeah, the situation's inappropriate, um, and she doesn't know how to handle it. Um, but still, even as Brit's questions continue to ramp up in intensity, the show, the producers of the show, they can't help but like zoom even tighter into her eyes while she's crying. They're really milking it. And then even like last thing you see before the ad break is this male producer who gets on camera to give her a big hug Mm. as if they're like saving the day or whatever. Mm. Not a fan. Have you noticed most of the producers, like there's been so many, probably every episode or two, Mm. a producer has popped up at some point. They almost exclusively seem to be like saving the day. So annoying. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. It seems so narcissistic to me. Like, you know, get out of there. Well, sure. It's like narcissistic, but it's also like um, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Mm. These are the people who have put you in this situation. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes is right, Kelly. And we go into this rose ceremony and like after all this, which is like truly very uncomfortable and unhappy watching, Nick decides not to give Cass a rose. I know. It was, oh my God. It's really tough. It was really hard. I get it. Like, okay. Outside of all the mess, like all of them expressed like that they were falling in love with him except Cass, but we didn't know that she was. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had that mess not happened, had Cass not been Cass and the situation been their situation where they knew each other from the past and that was how the the home dates played out, how they would, I would have expected Cass to go. Because every single mm. one of them talked about falling in love with him, mm. except True. Cass. Mm. She couldn't quite get there. That's the normal narrative of yeah. the person that gets sent home. But then this whole other mess, it just didn't seem right. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, uh, he hands out the roses in this order. Brooke, Sophie, Britt. Not quite a pokey rap anymore. Um, We see Britt tell Cass that she loves her. Um, And I should say, like, as tense and uncomfortable as this is, they have, like, seemingly cleared the air on social media and stuff like that after the show as well. Yeah. Um, But it is still really hard to watch. Like, it doesn't make it any uh, uh, less of a bit of pill to spallow. 
spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nick walks Cass out and says, we had the best time. And it's not because Did we don't... Did we? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Cass oh. had a good time. Mm. Um, well, it's Nick's, Yikes! it's Nick's chance to frame the narrative now, <laughs> finally. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's not because we don't get on like a house on fire, because we do. You're an amazing woman. Your smile lights up a room. I just feel at this moment now we've hit a ceiling on this. What does that mean? It's almost like he feels like they can't love one another any more than they currently do. I which know. I don't understand that as an excuse. I think I don't know. Yeah, I think he's trying to say I don't see a future here, mm. which is I don't know. Like I get you. Just I don't know. It I'm, I'm looking for something that. more substantial at it this point. It should have happened a long time ago. Right. I feel like yes. he wasn't feeling cast the whole way through. It feels like yeah. a band aid that he was waiting to rip off. You yeah. Know? yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe like this is yeah the pretty like I we guess, all knew it was coming yeah mm. whether the you know the rumors are true that they're together in the outside world or mm. friends or whatever but it's like I don't know it does it did feel like his heart was not in it so that's the speculation right is mm. that whoever he ends up with and I think we're pretty much all in agreement that it's probably Brit yeah uh, yeah the the rumors that we've been hearing a lot of is uh, that relationship will not last very long. Yeah. And whether it's actually on TV or just something that we hear about in, you know, gossip magazines or whatever, it seems like there's a chance he might get back with Cass. And, like, you know, so, so much of that could be because we're, we, we're kind of invested in this relationship now. Mm. It, like, True. gives The Bachelor opportunity for, like, people to remain interested in the characters after the show. Yeah. Which like it doesn't always happen with the winner. Mm. Um, yeah, you know it's and it's there's a drama. huge paradise arc too. Exactly now. true. Yeah, that's really true. Yeah. And it's hard to imagine uh, Cass having any sort of presence in Bachelor without Nick. Yeah, like unless maybe they made her Bachelorette, and the whole idea was like her moving on from Nick. But she even then, it'd be no, a while from now. I don't yeah, think they would. Yeah, they didn't give her a bachelorette edit. They didn't give her a personality. Like, you know, like there was. there's not enough of her aside from being attached to Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess you could say that about like Jared and Sophie. And he or Ali on- Ochin. I yeah. suppose that's true. Yeah. 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 I think it'll be a, um, uh, she's a remade woman. Yeah. Mm. Kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. But I do think it'll be a bit of an uphill battle for for them to convince us that there's not that I don't believe that she's not uh, that sh- that she's like an interesting person with three dimensions and stuff. But they have to like rebuild her from scratch essentially Very in order, much, in yeah, order yeah. to communicate that. You and know? they're not yeah. doing much of a job um, outside of The Bachelor right now. Mm. She's kind of going through the ringer with all these media outlets. Yeah, she's going to be dealing with that for a little while, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, even in her limo exit, like she says, I've had my heart broken and it sucks and there's nothing I can do about it. I didn't see it coming, but it is what it is. Nick's somebody um, that I never really had these feelings for before, someone who I thought was really special. And until I find something like that again, that's what I'll be looking for. Aww. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's not quite as Nick-focused as it sense. could have been. What? Until, wait, what was the Oh, line? there was something. Yeah, she's like, I've never really had... That's, uh, no, Nick no, no, is wait. someone that I've never really had these feelings for before. No, the... Which like, is not true, because she did have feelings for him Until I find that again, that's what I'll be looking for. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like... Oh, she's very emotional. Uh, yeah, it's not... Anyway, next time, Nick drives a Messina truck. Nick drives a motorbike. Oh, God. Plus, then <laughs> Brooke goes home, Sophie goes home, Britt wins. Just calling it. I'm just calling it. Uh, it's fine. We know. Yeah. 
I have a theory that he might not pick anyone. Ooh. That would be interesting. We because haven't seen that. I would like that. Yeah, I would like that as more. Of an I feel outcome. like they need to spice it up. Like with that final three, I'm sorry, but I'm bored. The only yeah. thing is, I think that that would, uh, to a lot of people, just invalidate the whole exercise altogether. Like from the outset, I think there are a lot of people skeptical, maybe of like, or at least I have been <laughs> of like this footballer, this famous dude going on Batchy, and a lot of people questioning like, is he really there to fall in love? Is he there to build his profile? Whatever. I mean, he's there so the men enjoy fucking watching The Bachelor yeah. as much with their fucking girlfriends. Pretty That's much. Like, mm. and you know what? Like, I don't know. He's if they're ever gonna do an ending like that, it might be this season. It might be this one because yeah. I don't know if any. Um, I, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself, but like. I'm, I don't have any connection to Nick as The Bachelor. I don't mm. really... You know what I mean? I'm yeah. Not, I don't care if he finds love or not. I don't care. Yeah. Well, on that note... <laughs> that positive... <laughs> Come I'm back sorry. next week for Am our finale episode. Am I so wrong? Do you guys care? Uh, I mean, I care because I've uh, invested a lot of time into... Uh, uh, researching <laughs> and writing mm. things about it and that kind of thing, I will be fairly glad when it's over. Um, but I'm very curious to see how they handle all the loose threads that are still hanging at this point. Yeah. I will predict that they won't handle them. <laughs> that is why Nick is in Papua New Guinea. Yes, oh, you may be right. Yikes. Well, guys, I can't wait uh, until we are all back here again next week for another episode of the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Interesting fact about that podcast. Um, mm. We which actually, um, all, all three of us, oh, The Bachelor of Hearts. Have mm. you heard of it? Oh, The Flatulator of Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> A booger came out of my nose <laughs> upon laughing <laughs> at that joke. Um, we actually came here to make friends. So if you would like to, um, please come and find us online. We're at BOH Pod on social media or Bachelor of Hearts on other social media <laughs> and uh yeah tracks down on itunes stitcher all those types of places share the podcast around if you wouldn't mind <laughs> it'll be really great it. uh any final closing thoughts it's good to be back yeah thanks for coming back Kelly. should we play the song one more time yes all right. One more time. One, two, three. <laughs> play us out. Shoot up. <laughs> we do have end music. What should we do about that? Uh, play, play both at once. No, no, no. Okay. Now. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>